Chapter Six of Concerning Genealogies by Frank Alabin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Six, The Printing. Whether the offspring of our love and labor be a clan or a Grafton genealogy, we will now suppose it has attained its maturity. It will grow no more. Not alone is the research complete but our data has been compiled into a book in manuscript form. What next? We sincerely trust that no genealogical worker who reads these lines has any other thought than that of giving the fruit of his labors to the public. The whole genealogical world protests against any other idea. It is a patriotic duty as well as a moral obligation to put it in print. Having ourselves profited from the printed pages of many a worker, shall we refuse to repay the debt? We hope better things of every reader of this book, and assume that all his researches are to appear in print as soon as they can be put into proper shape. It matters not whether we have much or little, one page or a thousand, enough copy for a chart, a pamphlet, or a volume it should be printed and published. We have worked out only a single ancestral line and have no leisure for further work or must turn away from such labor for some time to come. Let us print what we have collected. If we commit our manuscript to type, we are quite likely to receive a rich reward. Someone sees our publication, gets into communication with us, being interested along the same lines, and very soon we find ourselves learning things we long desired to know. Hundreds can tell of such experiences. Do not hesitate to print because your work is fragmentary or incomplete. Sometimes one strikes a genealogical snag and, do what he may, is unable to proceed in the work of investigation. Under these circumstances, some genealogists become discouraged, holding back their entire work for years in the hope of solving their perplexities. This is the wrong way. It is much better to print the work in its incomplete form, frankly setting forth the difficulties encountered. This has many times resulted in the solution of the problem. Someone, somewhere, may hold the key, and as soon as our printed page catches his eye, he will supply the needed link. Sometimes two genealogists, unknown to each other, are at work on intersecting lines, which cause them the greatest perplexity, while each has in his hands the precise facts which would solve the other's puzzle. In this situation they may grope on for years without making material progress. If they would only print what they have completed, each would discover the complement of his work in the other, and each could then go on with his task rejoicing. Printing in itself is another reward. The exultant thrill of actual authorship is only felt when we see our work in black and white on the pages of the printed volume. This is the true goal of literary desire. But this leads us to warn all that only correct and tasteful printing produces this result. 
poor type, incompetent proofreading, and inferior press work produce that which will be a perpetual eyesore and humiliation. When we have come to the point of printing, we cannot afford to practice an undue economy. It is not even good business to do so. People do not like to add inferior specimens of bookmaking to their libraries, and every publisher knows that the quality of the printing may turn the balance and make or mar the success of a book. Peculiar difficulties attend the printing of genealogies because of their charts, names, and dates. We must have exact work as well as tasteful work, and neither of these things is found everywhere, while still less frequently are they found in combination. In the first place, we would say, put your manuscript in the hands of careful and responsible parties. It is your treasure, and you cannot afford to entrust it to those who will not provide a safe place for it and guard and watch over it from beginning to end. In the second place, choose a printer who is accustomed to genealogical work. This is always preferable. Only thus can we obtain the facilities and the experience our book deserves. When the manuscript is in the hands of printers untrained to the peculiar kind of work needed, one of two results generally follows. The book is inaccurate in matter and slovenly in appearance, or we may have to insist that much of the work be done over. A printer often trains himself at our expense his bill piling up far above his estimate, while the book comes forth at last with an unmistakably amateurish touch everywhere apparent. But it is not sufficient to choose a printer accustomed to genealogies. We know of some who have done this kind of work for many years, yet scarcely ever have done it well. Their books are many, but in wretched taste, some of the volumes being a disgrace to the bookmaker's art genealogy is worthy of better things choose a printer and publisher who has taste and enthusiasm who is unwilling to resort to cheap material ordinary type and careless labor for the sake of a wider margin of profit on his contract it is not difficult to select the right man examine samples of his book work and see if all are attractive the lowest priced as well as the expensive editions. If he is the right man, a touch of taste and excellence will appear in all his work. Ascertain, if possible, the character of proofreading you will receive. The author, of course, will read his own proofs, but even if he is an experienced writer and has carried several books through the press, he will be saved many a mistake by good proofreading. It is a peculiar fact that a mistake which our own eye has once passed over in the manuscript is likely to escape our notice many times. But the fresh eye of an expert proofreader, versed in genealogical work, will detect many of these mistakes, and we will find ourselves deeply indebted to his habit of questioning doubtful points for our reconsideration. If the reader is not himself an expert genealogist, or is printing his first work, the services of the right kind of proofreader are still more indispensable. 
but in fact all writers are largely dependent upon the printer and proofreader for the systematic carrying out of a correct style of punctuation capitalization and spelling how satisfying is the book which receives expert attention in all these details finally choose a printer and publisher who is a bookmaking genius the author is dependent upon the printer for the best suggestions for style of book within the limits of cost decided upon there are masters of the art of making books who having learned the author's mind as to price have an ability almost amounting to genius for suggesting the perfect thing within the limit named they have the character of the work in mind and they suggest an ideal combination of type size of page illustrations paper margins and style of cover such bookmakers are readily recognized by the books they turn out the author cannot do better than to follow their suggestions in a word let your genealogy appear in the most attractive dress which you feel you can afford and you ought to feel that you cannot afford anything which is unscholarly or unsightly do you want a book which will give you pleasure to the end of time or one which you cannot hand to a friend without an apology we repeat again the maxim that the stage of printing is no place for injudicious economy have we any practical help to offer in this chapter yes dear reader if you desire the kind of printer service herein described it is offered to you by the publishers of this little book let the reader satisfy himself as to the quality of workmanship by examining the books which bear the stamp of the grafton press if these do not tell the story nothing can this is the true test in every case we may add however that the genealogical department established in connection with the grafton press was organized expressly to bring together the expert cooperation necessary in order to lift every feature of genealogical work to a higher standard of excellence than now generally prevails the supervision of this department extends to all the genealogical printing done by the grafton press in submitting manuscripts in order to obtain estimates of cost of printing a general idea of the style expected should be given for example let it be known which of the following three kinds of book is desired first the elaborate volume made for those for whom the item of expense is not an important consideration this book is sumptuous a thing of beauty and a joy forever it is printed on fine handmade paper with a handsome morocco binding and illustrations by the very best processes second the low-priced book very plain and strictly businesslike it is as useful as the first but the cost is kept down to the minimum yet although plain it is good and in good taste third the book which has a place between the other two serviceable and of moderate cost it is made very attractive and will give solid satisfaction during the years to come this is the book chosen in the great majority of cases all important are the principles laid down in this chapter 
let the reader regard his genealogical work as an offspring to whom he owes all the care of a fond parent. It is a question of proper clothes for the child. All this having been decided on, another duty confronts the author while his work is in process of transformation from a manuscript to a book. He not only has proofs to read, but also an index to make, or to have made for him. We say nothing of an index of general subjects and places, but an index of names is indispensable in order to make the contents of a genealogical work accessible. If the work is a clan genealogy, two indexes are called for, one devoted to persons bearing the common surname, the other devoted to those of other surnames. For example, in The Smith Family, we would have one index in which all the Smiths are arranged alphabetically according to their baptismal names. The generation to which each individual belonged should be shown by a small Arabic figure after his baptismal name. The other index includes all the other persons mentioned in the book with an alphabetical arrangement of the different surnames. The husbands and children of Smith daughters are found in this index. The index can be begun as soon as the page proofs are in hand. Each name, with its page number, is generally written on a separate slip of paper, all the names under one letter being kept together. When all are written, the names under A can be rearranged like a card catalog according to the alphabetical order of the second, third, and fourth letters in each name, and when in proper order may be pasted upon sheets for the printer. So we continue through all the letters of the alphabet. End of chapter 6